Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to But Am I Wrong, where we tell you when you're wrong. You tell us when we're wrong, and we all talk about when other people are wrong. If that is confusing to you, don't worry. (laughs) We have different segments on the show, and we break them down before we go into each of them. And this is a collaborative podcast. So in our segments where we talk about, again, ourselves, your write-ins, and then when we nominate people that we want to talk about who are doing the most and not in a good way, you can also vote on if you agree with us. And But it's, we don't formulate it like, do you agree with Megan and Melissa? <laughs> we write, who do you think was wrong? And then you get to head on of our Instagram stories and vote who you think was wrong. And it's a great way for us to collaborate with you in shit talking. And gossip brings the world together. Shall we get into our first segment? I think that's a wonderful idea. All right. So this is our first segment called But Am I Wrong? And that's where we pick things from our lives that we might be wrong about. We pick a hot take we might have. And I thought we might add another one since, you know, sometimes it's hard for us to come with something. A rant. We love ranting. I think we should move the motion to push this forward. Okay. Here's mine. I was going to do something that was a hot take, but I'm going to save it for next week because something came across my desk IE screen on TikTok and it just disgusted me. And I 
keep seeing things like this and I think it needs to end. And it is white people. Actually, it could be... Period. (laughs) End me. It could be white people or people that have white partners. I need y'all to stop posting videos about your partners not showering properly. Like, I'm sick of it. I think it's... Like, why would you want people to know that this is the, the one that was the trigger point for me this morning was... This woman took one of those like pins for children to play in the bathtub with. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. That easily wash off. So she film took her time to film a video of herself marking underneath the soap in her bathroom. So she put one under like body wash, put one under a couple bars of soap, just like different cleaners that were in the bathroom put marks and then her boyfriend and then so she waited and then her partner came in took a shower and then after he got out the shower she's now filming again and went into the bathroom and lifted each one of them to show that he did not use any soap and she was like what did you use and he's just like standing there embarrassed as she she should be but she should also be so embarrassed that she doesn't post this And he's like, what do you mean? And she's like lifting each one. It's like, you didn't use this. You didn't use this. You didn't use this. And he goes, I just used water. And she's like, what do you mean you just used water? But why would you want people to know? Why would you want people to know that your partner does not clean themselves properly? Do they have children? I don't don't think so. They look kind of young, but I don't think so. Because I'm like, that's proof that. You've had sex. Yeah, but they live together, so... I don't... I I mean... He's climbing into the sheets with you. With his dirty body. And you And you know this about him. Like, this is something you you know. And you want the world to know. And you want... You filmed two separate videos. A before and after. And this is not the first one. I saw this other man, and this was a black man, film one about how his partner, who was white, like, didn't properly clean herself either and they like set up and made the video and then made a joke about it and was posting it online and i'm just like stop like i i just assume that a lot of people should not properly clean themselves that's a good assumption to have yes and i don't need confirmation i do not need confirmation i don't need verbal confirmation i can smell you from through the screen yeah that's so embarrassing yes for both parties and like the person who's making it, you make content because you go, haha, relatable. And it's this shouldn't be relatable. Mm-mm. This isn't funny. No. This is so bad. Yeah. So stop. Stop. Like this is it's not funny. It truly is not funny. No. And like, you know, I we've I think we've ta- we've talked about it definitely on the mic. But I don't know if we talk about this specifically off the mic. Like the stereotype that like white people are unwashed and they don't like that is very true like that is like as a white person I speak for all white people and like you know it's if you're not gonna get in a bath or a shower like you know it's it's whatever and like there's a whole history of you know white French people they're allowed to be smelly and like not all of this and so then we're you know using this and then white people in the terms of white supremacy thinking that that makes them I mean, for lack of a better word, but it is the word in their mind, clean. Like, Mm -hmm. if you think of, like, Mormon faith and, you know, 
being white is pure and clean. And so therefore you have different expectations and standards. So there is valid truth to the fact of that. But when you grow up and you are a white adult as such as myself, such as the people filming these videos, you learn how to wash yourself. You learn to have like poor hygiene habits unrelated to mental health or disability. Mm-hmm. When it's used as a ha ha, it goes, oh no, you are aware that this is a problem. You are aware that this is gross. And instead of fixing this, you're going to laugh about it. Yeah. And you know who it's a way bigger problem for? Everyone has to smell you. Everyone has to be around you. If Mods was someone who like did not shower like there are times that he'll shower like three times a day twice a day and it's just because he's like i just feel like you know i've been working i feel like gross and i'll be like you don't even smell just take a shower in the morning but i've never in my life had to had to instruct him how to shower right i would never i could not get that's like the biggest ick like i could not be attracted to the you woman literally asked him what how did you clean your ass in this oh video God, and ew. he goes water And I bet he didn't even do that. He probably just, the water ran down his back. Yeah, and so he assumed that, oh my God. Yeah. Why would I clean my ass? It's gay. (laughs) That's literally. There was a dermatologist that posted a video and was like, make sure you're cleaning these parts. Did you see this? I was going to say there was a white dermatologist who was like, you know, that you really don't need to bathe yourself as often as like people say that you do. Like, don't be too abrasive. Like, you know, you want the body oils. And everybody's like, you need to be a little more specific because people are going to take this and run with it. Yeah. But this one, she's like, make sure you're cleaning behind your ears. Make sure you're cleaning between your toes. Make sure you're cleaning your belly button. Like, it was just things that I thought were basic and things that I clean. But I guess it's not for everybody. So if you're a dermatologist, great. Share your wealth. But I do not need people that are committed to someone that you you like this person and you probably didn't have a problem with it until other people start talking about it and now you're shaming them you're part of the shame this does not look good to either of you the comments will not turn out how you want them to turn out no this isn't like you and your partner, like you're a team. Mm-hmm. You can't separate yourself from them without legally separating and being like, haha, everyone, look at the, like point and laugh. And it goes, yeah. you're you're handcuffed together. Like you're you're pointing at them. There's three fingers pointing right back at you. Exactly. Like. Course correct at home in private. And also, especially that white man, there's there's stubbornness in embarrassment for men. Mm-hmm. So then you embarrass. I'm set in my ways even more. Yeah. Ew. 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 I don't. And as someone who does not shower as post getting COVID, does not shower as often as I used to or I would like to, I can't even imagine. Like, if I get in the shower, my, my, um, my whole, I'm scrubbing my whole body down. I'm, I'm exfoliating. I'm, I'm, there's multiple layers of, there's body wash. They're mm-hmm. exfoliating. Then I'm doing a different kind of body wash. Then I'm, I'm, I'm shaving. Then I'm doing another body wash. So I'm not leaving that on yeah. my, my skin. I'm using different like I abrasion have, yeah. things for like. I have a different soap that I use on like areas that secrete more sweat. Uh-huh. Like I have a different one. I have a different one for my ass because that's tender meat for me. Okay. 
So I have one that I actually lean me. <laughs> yeah, I actually uh, saw a dermatologist on TikTok talking about this because I was like, I've, I've been How cleaning my, my ass. Yeah, like I've been cleaning my ass my whole life, but it's just always gotten very dry. Yep. And so then he was talking about this cleanser that has a little bit of oil on it mm-hmm. and he was a gay man and he's saying this is what gay men used to clean their asses and I was like I have to say I've gotten great. some of my best <laughs> yes best body care recommendations mm-hmm. from yeah. from men who sleep with other men and now it's not dry anymore but it's clean why are you doing it like you don't even get that satisfying feeling like if I don't see little pieces of dead skin mm-hmm. pilling up I have not been there enough I also thought about how there's some people that don't use washcloths or don't use any type of thing to they just use the soap you're leaving behind lo- if you put lotion on you're leaving behind all that lotion because you need something a little abrasive to rub it off under your armpits your deodorant is yep. waterproof so if you're well if it's an antiperspirant so if you're just using the soap it's not coming off your arms get irritated so like like if that's itchy or you or notice dis- that getting dis- like from like the shirts that you're wearing yeah, or like it just smells a little bit it's because you've got old deodorant sitting under there i am a person that uses an extra strength deodorant but i exfoliate i also use a coconut and uh what's the black stuff called uh not carbon charcoal charcoal it has a charcoal so it like mm-hmm. cleans yeah. that so that the deodorant comes off so like i just I just don't understand people. <sighs> White people, we need to do better. Just stop posting it. Well, don't do well. Don't do it first of all, but no, just no. stop posting it. We need to. We need to have. You know what? Th- we need more shame. We do. I don't want to see it. I need to get off whatever it is. TikTok. There was like two weeks Say where it you into your phone. Say it somewhere <laughs> where there were... TikTok take me off. <laughs> there were two weeks. Where they were trying out this thing where when you click not interested, you could also click if you were not interested in the specific hashtags. And for some reason, it went away. Oh, I never saw that. Bring it fucking back. Because that helped me get off some sides of TikTok that I did not want to be on. I started blocking people at this point. I used to be like, it's not that I don't like their content. It's just that it's just not for me. Mm -hmm. And I don't want them like to see that. I don't know. I might get famous one day and i want the, their commentary on yeah. things and it feels like harsh, something that i wrote but, and, the, but algorithm does the thing not favor is, that. no even if you put do not interested they they were still popping up so i just had to block them and that's what i would like a way to block certain terms that's fair and that we had it for two weeks and then it went away bring it back very fair and you are not wrong thank you so my hot take is uh, I have a theme of this episode. I was going to kind of break up my nomination for Wrong of the Week into like tip different genres, but I think this is going to be a very full circle okay. thing. So I'm excited to go on this ride. My hot take, I kind of want to give a precursor because it sounds really fucked up, but I think that's what a hot take is. And then you have to listen to the explanation. Mm-hmm. And my hot take is... Body trends do not exist in the way that people claim they do. So right now, the new thing that people are claiming is, oh, thin is in. Thin is back in. I'm going to say this as a thin person. Thin has always been in. 
we have not had a body trend of bigger bodies because that has been what's fashionable or cool. It has just been we've allowed fat people to exist in spaces and be seen. And there's this, you know, even is that a thing? But I'm saying and even like, you know, then people are like, oh, by just a fat content creator making content like you're promoting an unhealthy lifestyle. And it's like fat people aren't allowed to exist and be seen in a way without that. And so there's all I think I know what you're going. So there's this whole like trend and thing of people talking about how like, oh, well, like the Kardashians are getting thin again. And like, you know, this is like, it's coming back. And there's been a lot of like trend forecasters who were talking about like, you know, the the term that was used back then. And I think it's still being used now to describe this is quote unquote heroin chic, which is fucked up on multiple levels that this is suddenly a body trend that's coming back in, which I would just like to point people to runway models to fashion magazines to billboards and it's never gone anywhere at all the idea too that like these body trends relating to weight that we've then just again seen fat people exist and be allowed to exist on a much 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 like representation scale not nearly as much as like you're allowing thout, like a, for a hundred thin girls in campaign, you're going to have like one person who's not a size two. That was not a trend. And the reporting on this, I think, is so fucked up and so dangerous because it is leaning into the exact same thing of being like, oh, well, you know, bodies are just trends that are going to come in and out of style. Mm-hmm. And we're going to continue at will and always will forever put the one on a pedestal, which is the least amount of people who can attain that. And the people who do attain that, vast majority of them are not doing it in a healthy manner. And we're using that as an expectation and a standard to create body image ideals, very Eurocentric Western body ideals for people. And the whole fucking thing that like blows my mind is the people who can say this as if this is the same thing of like predicting like what color, like what's going to be the Pantone color of the year or whatever this is. And the Kardashians co-opted black bodies and it was we're going to like or people who are saying like, oh, my God, this makes me so mad. There's this new trend, quote unquote trend that's called vanilla core. What if your this? red flags have been raised, they should be vanilla girl. So it's like, oh, my gosh, vanilla girl, vanilla girl. What does that mean? What people will say that it means that their definition of it is like, oh, like it's kind of cutesy. You're wearing lots of creams and beiges. So you might think, oh, like a Diane Keaton, they'd be like, no, like, you know, a little more like cutesy, like little cardigans and, you know, light tan colored pants and stuff. But the term vanilla always kind of raises a red flag. And someone commented on a black creator about this and they were like, no, 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 you're a caramel girl. And I was like, hmm, okay. So we see what this is about. And then people then said for the vanilla girl thing where someone was like, this trend feels icky and like it's going in a very much white neo-nazi kind of favor and someone was like no no no, it's just the anti-bbl and i'm like same and that's the issue what's the difference between first of all vanilla is brown but second of all um (laughs) (laughs) when i'm like i don't know if the girls know (laughs) but second What's the difference between these are you come with 
white culture. There is a white culture. Things that I've never heard of. You Every week you come you with off. something that I've never heard of. Including I would like that. to thank the white people who I follow who then see these things and then report on them with disgust because I thankfully don't see them in their natural state. What's the difference between this and the clean girl aesthetic? Nothing. The clean girl aesthetic has evolved into that because the clean girl aesthetic was not specific enough in who it was really Got for. Huh. So specifically, I my red flags were raised. <laughs> this actually ties into what you said. When so then you're when you, your last one when someone commented on one of my TikToks and said, "Oh my God, you're the original clean girl aesthetic," and I said, "I'm I frequently talk about how I rarely wash my hair and I am and I'm like building up the strength to, to shower like I'm not like no no it's just the vibe and I was like, "Huh, no, no, that feels very icky." And even people who don't realize that like that's what they're like achieving and going for it's like oh everything's like really minimalistic and I'm like it's all very like the vanilla girl aesthetic it's taken that to a next level so as opposed to just being minimal it's very pale white creamy skin like we're not even we're not even taking anyone who who's, has a yellow undertone like it's just it's getting very again flower mm-hmm. it's just red flags left and right. And so I'm watching these things come up at the same time as that being the anti-BBL and saying that like thin is back in and all of these things of like the vanilla girl aesthetic and even the like, this one is a little more obvious and they've been changing the names of this. I don't know what people are calling this as much now, but like the Lolita aesthetic, that was like a Tumblr. Yeah, so that was a big Tumblr thing. So I'm seeing the exact same, oh, people also referring to as coquette. So I'm seeing the same sort of things I would see reblogged on Tumblr and the like outfits. The f- food. When I typed it in, coquette ecstatic came up. A maiden warrior into a winsome coquette. A woman who flirts. A woman who likes to win the attention or admiration of men, but does not have serious feelings for them. Frills, lace, bows, hearts, ribbon, and excess. Beautiful l- pom-poms, flushed, flushed blush, pretty hair accessories, light colors. Yeah, so that's the same that's the Lolita so they're saying aesthetic. like the girly who flirts, but you're not going to get any because she's a child. Yeah. So the whole thing is very child like all of these things are fucking connected. And so then when people say things that they think are like just kind of throwaways of like, oh, the body trends thin is back in like BBLs are out and like this sucks, like rep, like whatever that blah, blah, blah. And this is mostly thin people who are saying this. All of these things are fucking connected. And the idea that bodies have ever been in and out of trend is like legitimately bullshit. Like you don't see every model walking down a runway with a BBL and giant fake boobs. Like that's not what this is. It's never been that. And I think it does such a fucking disservice for like how prevalent eating disorders are, but how warped like body images and all of this shit to suddenly tell people that like being thin is back in as if those expectations and standards have not always been there. And then some people didn't happen to fit into that and just existed. And then being like, oh, well, you're existing here, so it must be a trend, but it's out now. I'm sorry. And it's like, no, no. And the whole thing is like the fact that we've gone to the level of Buckle fat pad removal, which is removing the fat in your cheeks, which turns everyone into like looking like a Tim Burton character, which 
if you want to look like a Tim Burton character, like go for it. That's amazing. But that's not the look that people want to look so thin, so sickly and gaunt Mm -hmm. at this like young age that like the crossover of all of these things together is just pointing to Aryan race and eugenics. And it's just alarming. And I would like to say to my fellow thin people out there, do not comment, even if you've struggled with an eating disorder, you've struggled with whatever it is that you've felt seeing people in bigger bodies and having it not be so much of a pressure, feeling like there wasn't as much of a pressure to be thin. That happened because people advocated and also just existed. And the content that you consumed, you went out of your way to intentionally make sure that you were consuming content from people who are empowering to you. You continue to have that power, but to kind of throw your hands up in the air and say, well, there's nothing I can do. I just have to go along with the trends. No, like it's not a trend. It never was a trend. And if you hear someone claiming and calling it a trend, it's literally not. How trends happen is we talk about them and we get invested in them and then we make them happen. Like we have the power. So don't give it the fucking power because it's just offensive to, it's offensive to everybody. It's offensive to people who've like struggled with eating disorders at the time where it wasn't trendy to be thin being like, well, it's always, Mm -hmm. it's always been something that people have strived for, whether it's control, but also again, look at the tops, like look at this, all of that shit. Like it's just, it's asinine. And then how many like fat activists and activists who have bigger bodies and who have boobs and who have asses have just like been doing work to be more inclusive and have people and also just have existed. And it's telling them like, okay, you can, you can go back now. I'm so over it. And I just think that like, you can't sit there and tell me that you think that it was not trendy to be thin and it was trendy And like, so, and it was like, "Mm," you know, it was regardless of where you land on that, you sound like a fucking Fox News parrot saying like, oh, look, Lizzo's promoting like they're, everybody just wants to be fat now. That's just what everybody wants to do. Look like they're promoting this or promote like blah, 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 blah. When you say that thin is a trend, that like bodies aren't a trend. I'm going to say something that sounds very small in comparison to what you're talking about. But I think if you think about this, it'll make this sound like Mm -hmm. how stupid this is. The first time I ever heard about anything that has to do with trends with bodies, I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. And this girl, I naturally have thin eyebrows and this my friend has naturally thick eyebrows. And she tells me, I just saw in a magazine that thin eyebrows are out and thick eyebrows are in. And I said... That is, and she's like, Brooke Shields is like what like eyebrows are about right now. And I said, that is the stupidest thing that I've ever heard because eyebrows just grow how they grow. Like, yeah, you can tweeze and whatever you want to do to them, but like they're eyebrows, like they're your eyebrows. They're going to grow out your face, how it's going to grow out. And if you think about that in the same way of bodies, like bodies are just going to be bodies. Bodies are going to body. Yeah. So like there's no in or out for a body. No, I'm like resist the fucking narrative that these are trends because trends are something you can. We watch the trend cycle. It happens on the runways. Like we know the, the devil wears Prada Cerulean and it ended up in a bargain bin. A body can't end up in a bargain bin like that. The whole fucking thing, like if you're born with something. 
That's what you're born with. It can't ever be in or out of trend. And the same way that people like, I don't want to diminish when people, if, if anyone, I don't know if anyone did, if anyone felt like, oh, now that like bigger bodies are more in trend, like I feel better. I don't know if anyone like, like thought that like, oh, this is a trend versus representation. But like, if we sell, treating that as a trend, a trend by definition has a life cycle where it goes away. And we can't keep calling things trends that are just how we exist. Mm -hmm. Because then that also makes existing a political or a statement. And that's like a political statement or even just a social statement when it's not. But the beauty industry and all that shit, billion dollars on insecurities and don't participate. Yeah. Spread the word. You're not wrong. Let's take a break. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every moment of tension, real or imagined, were under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for the brothers of the House of Windsor, Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they each married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. I'm Matt Ellison. And I'm Sydney Battle. And we're the hosts of Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, where we on pack pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds. We recently looked into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than just these two brothers. It stretches back all the way to the history of the British monarchy, and it's a battle for who will shape its future. Did their feud stem from the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Dis and Tell early and ad free on Wondery Plus. It's sandal season. Get those dogs out and get them into, (laughs) dare I say, one of the most comfortable, two of the most comfortable pairs of shoes I've ever had the privilege of sliding these dogs right into. Today's episode is brought to you by Crocs. Melissa, how excited are you? I'm so excited. And I she can't. She can't hide it. She can't even hide it. I love (laughs) talking about getting your dogs out because it is sandal season not just sandal season hashtag sandal season and this is what we wait for all year you should know i did paint my toenails in preparation for sandal season and my crocs arrived yesterday and i was like 
Ooh, baby. I will say I do need to repaint because the color I picked was not great. Um, but they're gonna be so cute and we are so excited because it's time. It's time to pull your sandals out and maybe you need some upgrades, but really what I think, I need comfortable sandals and my Crocs, I'm prancing around, plopping around, crocking around in style and comfort. Hashtag sandal season is something everyone looks forward to and they're sliding into sandals year round because of how they make us all feel. We're confident enough to reflect our style, but also comfortable enough to be our boldest selves. And being this comfortable transcends a single season or a single vacation or a single moment. Dare I say, it is a mindset. Not just a mindset, but this mindset brings the vibes of the summer to any moment. A mindset that creates a space to show up as your most audacious self. A mindset that evokes joyful, bold energy all year long, no matter where it takes you. With the new Croc-style sandals, you can embrace those feel-good summer vibes all year long thanks to versatile styles, effortless coolness, and a brand new free-feel technology that feels like nothing at all. These aren't just sandals for a single season. Don't just take our word for it, because I know we live in LA. Like, I'm be wearing these truly year-round. Yeah, like, I got... Um, a couple pairs. Um, right now, I am currently on my feet wearing the- She showed me. She showed I, those dogs. I did. I didn't show you my dogs. I just showed no, you the sandals. That's true. That's true. You I know, I like to, to keep my dogs in. <laughs> <laughs> I got the getaway strappy in plaster. They are so comfortable. I've been wearing them all day. Like, since I got them yesterday and all today, I've been wearing them nonstop except for when I got in the bed. They're incredible. It feels like I'm wearing nothing at all, which I love when it comes to any type of shoe. They've got the, like Megan mentioned, the feel-free technology. Some of the customer testimonials say it's very soft, light, and thin. It seems like you don't have shoes on. There's a cushiony soft footbed, like walking on clouds, and the shoes you can wear with everything and everywhere. There's also comfort on upper straps so they don't dig into your feet, which is why I've been able to wear them all day. They're super soft. They're, they're, the straps are smooth. They're seamless, unrestricted comfort. They're lightweight and they're flexible. We have the same pair of that one, um, though we will have to coordinate so we're not wearing them the same day because uh, my my the size of my foot looks like it's <laughs> eaten like seven of yours. and it, it does send me into a tailspin. But I also have the Brooklyn sandals. I got the Brooklyn high shine heel. Oh, you heard me. A heel. Your girl is wearing a, a wearable high heel. Now, these make me feel like the hot girl in Y2K movies. Like, I was never that. Like, I was like awkward and like too young but I feel like I could be in a music video and like I literally put them on and like pranced around my living room yesterday I was like Mots look at me and he was like those are crocs and I was like I know so comfortable so cute and you know th these ones if, if you could look these ones up online everyone like I promise you they're so cute you're like oh is this gonna dig into my foot no doesn't dig anywhere it is so comfortable like Melissa said it's like it's like walking on clouds and they're super sleek and they have this like sink in soft feeling where you don't feel like you're wearing anything with a heel, let alone anything cute. Like I feel like I should be, they're, they're too comfortable to be this cute. It's sophistication meets all day comfort and they also feature light ride footbeds and it's a really wearable height, which I love. And you should know when the delivery driver yesterday, I was like doing gardening and he like came from around the gate holding the package over his both hands over his head going i've got your crocs and i was like <laughs> thanks my guy and he was very excited for me as well so 
I'm just obsessed. Absolutely love them. And right now you can get 20% off your next purchase at crocs.com. Just use the code podcast 20 at checkout. That's podcast 20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. Do you remember Tuesday, September 20th, 2016? Because we do. Because it's the day This Is Us premiered after more than 70 million of you watched our trailer and made our show go viral. I'm Mandy Moore. I am Chris Sullivan. And I am Sterling Brown. We are your hosts of That Was Us, a rewatch podcast starting May 14th. Listen to our episodes wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll be able to watch our episodes on the That Was Us YouTube channel. Now it's time for But Are You Wrong? And this is our segment where you, the listeners, or if you're on Patreon and you're watching us, hey, join. It's a great time and it is very cheap, very affordable. You write in and let us know a predicament that is happening in your life and what stance you have taken and if we think that you are wrong. So if you would like to write in, you can send it to but am I wrong, pod at gmail.com. Keep it under 300 words. We do ask that you let us know your ages. There's multiple people involved. Come up with some fake pseudonyms. The whole thing is anonymous, but we want to be able to follow this so then we can give you a fair judgment. Okay, anyways. All right. Here's the first writer. I picked this one mainly because they use some pretty emojis. Hi, Eminem. Diamond emoji, heart emoji, sparkle emoji, then a wedding ring emoji, which I'm guessing is for you, then an alien emoji for me, <laughs> and then a white queen and a black queen. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry, you get to be an alien. I'm defined by the, the jewelry on my hand. That's fine. I like my ring. I finally have another, but I'm, am I wrong situation? I would love to hear your take on. Tonight, I came home from my job as a server at 9.30 p.m. It was raining. My boyfriend left our one shared covered parking spot open for me and someone parked in it. I circled the lot three times to see if there were any open uncovered spots. There weren't. It's Friday night. Rolling eye emoji. Before parking in a nearby strip mall lot. I was so pissed. I was going to call the cops, but first I call my dad a cop. Three rolling eye emojis to ask if that's a thing they deal with. And he said, no, they don't care, which I half expected. So I called the tow truck number posted in my complex's parking spot and left a note on the car that went something along the lines of, hey, asshole, I paid a park here and you're making me walk a quarter mile home in the rain. Anyways. We will see if the tow truck shows up or not. But am I wrong for calling the tow truck, leaving the note? Love you, ladies, and all the episodes lately. Thank you. I have a question for you that has nothing to do with your call, but we're able to see your name. Yeah. And my question is, how annoying is that? Yeah. Where do you... Is it better or worse based on where you live? Like, yeah. are you lived in a... Or do you live in a place... Where is it like, ooh, unfortunate? Are people like, oh my God, yay. And you're yeah. like, and I can clearly, based on how you've written and you listen to our podcast, I don't think you'd be a 
Mm-hmm. Yay! So I would love to know. I want to know too. And also, it might be, I don't know, because that name could can also be a middle name too, or a last name. Yeah, it's also... A, yeah, it's a very common name. Like yeah. I'm sure there are lots of people. Yeah, with so this name. If it's your middle name, have you stopped using it? <laughs> like, yeah. I'd be curious. <sighs> anyway, I do not believe you're wrong. I used to live in a complex that I had an assigned spot that I paid for, and one day I came home. Actually, it happened a couple times. The first time I let it slide. The second time, there was a large truck, same same truck, both times, large truck. Like, I didn't even know trucks like this were in L.A. Might have been the car that Moth rented when he couldn't, when his car was in the shop. Because he, he I rented the, later after this, I rented, do you, do you remember this, where I had that it huge truck? It was the truck? exact same, Moth yeah. had the same, when he goes, I I have to go to, I can't park anywhere. I had to slide. This truck was so big that I had to, like, slide out of it. Like, I couldn't even reach the the guardrail. No, and That's I had how to run around to each corner to help you pull out of the yes. spot. And it was like a 69 point turn. Yeah. And then I finally, I was like, I took it back and got a, what did yeah. I get? I got and something it else. Cute. It was, I don't know. I don't even remember what no, it, was, it was, but cute. it was something smaller, but I still think it was a truck, but it was just a smaller truck. No, the other one was like, you Massive. could have a tailgate for a family base. Yes. It was yes. huge. And so Swimming this was, the kind of, this was the kind of truck that was parked in my spot twice i came home late i think i was on set so i was coming home extremely late and in the complex i lived in everyone just had parked spots and so i like flagged down a security guard and i said hey can i park in the guest parking because somebody's in my spot and they were like okay so they left a note one day on it and then the next day they're like we're just gonna tow it turns out my roommate was fucking this dude and that was his truck she so I was living in a condo and she like she had three spots and she was like and I didn't know she even had like as a total had three spots but I was paying for my own spot yeah but it's included in yeah. her since she owns it and so I didn't even know there was a third spot so I could have gone to park in it but she knew that's where I, that's the spot that she told me was my spot. And this I had been living at this place for like three years by this time. She had an ex-boyfriend that would park in the other spot. So I don't know why she told him to park in my spot. Maybe she was coordinating between the new guy and the ex-boyfriend. There was overlap. But anyway, I had his truck and then she was like, hey, did you have this truck? To it? And I was like, yeah, it was in my parking spot. And I didn't know that was your fuck buddies truck and she was like well we have three spots and I said you've never told I've lived here for three years you've never told me that there were three spots because if I knew that then I when I had people over I would have had them park in that other spot two you know that I always park here because her spot was like catty cornered across from mine Uh and sometimes we'd get home at the same like she knew I always parked in that spot always like, I don't know if she was digmatized or what. Because that dude was hot. And her boyfriend, I guess they're, cause I was, I guess they're still together. I don't know. It's been years now at this point. But I gotta look this up. <laughs> I, I've tried. I, I found her, like, business profile, but I can't find her Instagram. But 
somebody's in your spot, I don't care if it's the sun is shining. They did not pay for that spot. So therefore, it is not their spot. And if you have them towed, that's the reason why the tow company is there to tow their truck. And it's not like it's like any hamper on you, on the complex. When they go pick up the their car, then they go pick it up and they have to pay for it. Like the tow truck company is there waiting. They want this. I'm sure they showed up. Because this is how they make money. Oh, yeah. No, they'll, I've never called someone and had someone show up so fast yeah. than a tow truck company. Yes. Prompt, on yeah. the dock, reliable, ready to help you whenever you need it. Mm-hmm. So, no, you're not wrong. Fuck them. No. And you have to walk in the rain. Or even if you didn't, if if you, if it was, again, if it was not raining, if the sun was out and care. it was 70 degrees, they were in your parking spot mm-hmm. that you pay for. That is theft. Yep. I, someone who's going to park in a parking spot that is somebody else's that they know that they have to pay for. Those people are also going to call the tow trucks mm-hmm. on other people. Like that's, you they're not like a, oh, tit for tat. You know, I help you out. You help me out. It's like, I don't know you. If someone knocked on my door and was like, hey, my partner's going into labor mm-hmm. and can I like use your spot? Like I like live right across the street here, like some emergency or whatever. I most likely would say yes. Or I would be like, you know what? No, you can't. Like I have to be in like this spot, like, cause I'm coming home late and for like safety wise, but like, you're more than welcome to like there's a spot like right. This is a good place to park mm-hmm. here. I'll be home. You'll be like, I'll be able to watch and make sure like whatever it is. Like if you let me know your situation and you give me the opportunity right. and ask me to help you out, like, you know, more, nine times out of 10, like I'm going to do what within reason to help you out. Mm-hmm. If you do not ask, I assume it's because you don't think I'm going to say yes. And to that, fuck you. I'm going to call. Right. I will say if your boyfriend was home, and he did not walk to meet you with an umbrella. Yeah. Or if he was in a spot that is paid for and it's close. or he, No, he left it covered. But even if he's in an uncovered spot that y'all pay for, and I don't know if he paid for the other spot, but like if he didn't drive and then come get you to come back. And we are also operating from people who live in the city of Los Angeles. So maybe you live in a place that like, I mean, not that they're... <laughs> It's unsafe to walk as a woman at night anywhere in the world. The cover of the part, like that's that was like really like nice of him. Um, but this this makes me really mad. It, well, also because it's been so dark and so rainy here. So yeah, I, I'm picturing that's what I was picturing this. Like, like in, I literally, I have the purpose where I didn't have to leave my house, but I was just like, I'm not going anywhere because it's just bad. Okay. Hey, Eminem, longtime listener, first time writing in. I'll get right into it. I, 18, she, her, am in college and have a roommate, also 18, she, her, named Kylie. Over the past few weeks, I've started to get just a little annoyed with Kylie's presence (laughs) and the drama she brings into my life. For example, she broke up with her boyfriend of four years. They were very toxic and on and off and was venting to me about it, which I didn't mind, but it did start to get annoying because that's all she talked about. Also, her friend group is super toxic and they always drag me into the drama and I don't really care enough to have an opinion. Overall, I don't really want to be around her that much anymore. 
To make matters worse, she invited me to go to Utah with her over Christmas break to see her dad, to whom she does not have the greatest relationship with. I immediately told her that I couldn't pay for it and would have to work, but she told me to ask for work off and it would be all expenses paid. She was kind of guilt tripping me and saying, I don't want to go see my dad alone. And just today she asked if I wanted to go to a movie with her. And I told her I had to work on final projects, which work on finals and projects, which is true. But I still feel like I'm avoiding her. Am I wrong for avoiding her? I know I have to live with her for another full semester. So I'm trying not to let this get to me anymore. Love the pod. Thanks. You know, if I'm saying ethically, I do think it is wrong to kind of avoid someone you live with when they have a different expectation of a relationship because communicating this, I think is the more mature thing to do, but you live together. And so that makes it worse for everybody. I think it's worse when you avoid someone that you live with, but also it's harder to confront someone you live with because it can make a hostile living environment. But I low-key think you're wrong because I think right now, even though I don't think it's your intention, I think inadvertently you are going to create a hostile living environment for her and doing that to avoid creating a hostile living environment for you I don't think is fair so I think like you know the most mature thing (laughs) and the ethically right thing to do in the situation would just be to say something along the lines of like you know I just want to like clear the air. I feel like I've kind of been avoiding and it's like you, it's just that, you know, the last conversations we've had, it just feels like really drama filled. And it's, I understand that you're having a hard time with like, your, like the relationship, but like, I want a friendship to kind of be give and take both ways and these sort of things. But if you're at the capacity, like if you can't give that in a friendship capacity way, that's totally fine. But like, I'm pretty depleted on hearing about the ex-boyfriend and like the friend drama and all of that. Like, it's just kind of making my home life feel really dramatic when I'm not a part of these things. So if we can like start fresh and have our own separate like friendly roommate relationship that is not centered so much around drama, like I would really like that. But if that's not something that you have the capacity for right now, that's totally fine. So I think like I wouldn't be the person to come to for this kind of stuff. But would I do that? Probably not. Yeah, I wouldn't do it because I was in a very similar situation in college. And I'll tell you how I handled it. I dropped out. I was me and my roommate were friends when we went to college. And by second semester, we were no longer friends. This is why she tells you and we <laughs> both tell you to not live with friends. Yes. It's from personal And this experience. is different. Y'all, y'all aren't you weren't friends before. But she would tell me about shit I did not care about. And things just got weird between us. And we just stopped talking like I literally would like plan out my day around when I knew she would be in the room I think she probably did the same thing for me because you could just feel the tension in the room and so we just two ships in the night we both slept there but eventually she after much prayer on my end which I've talked about before she became the first freshman to ever become an RA (laughs) I, I like there's some moments when I go you know religion kind of makes sense like yeah I wonder if someone out there is looking out I prayed her out of my room I had they they warned me they're like you know you might get another roommate move into here and I was like yeah not if not yeah, if a big yeah, man I was like yeah okay kept praying nobody ever moved into my room I only had to pay for it was like I had a private room I had two beds 
I moved him together. So I had a nice queen size bed. It was lovely. But I personally, <laughs> if I, because I have been in the same situation, I would just ignore it like you're doing it. Just, I don't think you're wrong. Oh, you're not asking advice anyway. This isn't that podcast. I don't think you're wrong. I think morally you're wrong, but I don't I would, morally, I don't think I would, you're wrong. No, but I'm saying it's, I, I guess I'm saying it's morally dicey because I think in this situation, I think when you live with someone, you have to preserve your own mental health in a living situation, but not at the expense of other people's. But you also don't seem that happy. You seem low-key miserable about this too. And if you're both low-key miserable, if you weren't friends before, and like this isn't like a clear, because like I was iced out of like my roommates in college and our friendship, but like we were friends. And so they could have done whatever they did and we weren't roommates and it would have been just as Mm -hmm. horrific and awful and horrible. It just was worse because we also happened to live together. So if there has not been an expectation and a standard that you set as friends, then I don't think you have to re-clarify that. But I think making that conversation, like, I think if, you know, ethics professors were looking at this, they would talk about, you know, or very, like, therapists might say that that's the best way to go about this. But... I just think that runs the risk of making this worse for Mm -hmm. you. And I would probably continue to do the same thing. I'd put my foot down about like that. I'm not going to Utah with you. Like you don't even have a good relationship with your dad. Like pisses me off. Also, do you not celebrate Christmas or do you not? And like, even if you don't celebrate Christmas, like did you not have existing plans or people to see? Like, did you or even if you were going to stay like I I knew people who like would stay in the dorms or like stay like were you searching for those things? Because I could understand if you didn't have plans and were trying to find plans and she offered her plans and I would be like, your plans suck. No, thank you. But if the entitlement to like trying to swoop you from your pre-existing plans to come with her where like she's bitched about her relationship with her dad and then you have to go to fucking Utah. Like, no, 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 no. I don't like where... You told her that you didn't have the money to pay for it. And then she was like, just take the time off from work and I'll cover your expenses. And her saying, like, I don't want to see I don't want to, like, go to my dad's alone. Where I'd be like, I don't want to go to your dad. I don't know your like, if you don't even want to see your dad, why would I want to? I would continue to avoid. The only thing I'll say is if she decides to broach the subject and like ask about it I wouldn't lie I would be honest because I think if you lie then you kind of have to like say yes to a couple things and then you have to keep up the lie too which is a lot to keep up when you are roommates with somebody yeah because then it's like well no I've just been really busy and then it's like okay well now you're gonna have to make the point by coming to a few things and agreeing to do a certain things to like then you can go back to avoiding but you have to don't play that dance with it like anyways Honestly, you wouldn't be wrong. I, she, her, 24, have been with my boyfriend for seven years now. His best friend, Tyler, got into a relationship with Annie around the same time that we did. For the past seven years, we've been hanging out, the four of us, regularly and over time. I, myself, became best friends with Tyler's girlfriend, Annie. Unfortunately, Tyler and Annie broke up a few months ago. She has taken this very hard and is very much still heartbroken. As her best friend, I've been supporting her through this tough time. And as much as it was hard on her, 
I also have to grieve this friend group that has now fallen apart. The specific situation that bothers me is that we always used to spend New Year's together at a cabin. This year, the first year without Annie being there, Tyler has announced that he is bringing this new girl that he is dating to New Year's. For context, it's not a big party. It's a pretty intimate setting. We'll only be six in a cabin for a few days. I feel like I'm in the wrong to feel bitter about the fact that Tyler didn't ask me if I would be comfortable with the situation, knowing how close I am with Annie. Am I wrong to make this about me or is Tyler wrong and he should have considered my feelings? Hold up. They did it for seven years? Yeah. I think he's trying to make you pissed off. I don't know if he's trying to make you. I don't think that he's trying to make the writer pissed off. I think he just wanted, if they do this every year, this is something they do, that he just wanted to bring the current person he's dating. I guess it depends if it's, all, if it's all couples. That totally makes sense. But I would think like to not say anything to you and you dated for seven years. I think maybe he does. he's not intentionally pissing you off, but he knows that this would be, you know, a weird position to be put in. Yeah, I do think it, it's awkward not to discuss it if he didn't like have a conversation and be like hey which I, I think he did saying hey heads up I I'm bringing my new girl and you didn't specify girlfriend my new the new person I'm dating new girl yeah yeah so I personally think that because you know we don't talk about if you, you have the right to feel however you feel but I don't think he should have considered your feelings. I don't think this has anything to do with you. Even though Annie is your best friend, this is something that you do with, I'm guessing, your boyfriend's group of friends. Yeah, it says six. So now I think it might be couples. Yeah, so if it's couples and this is something y'all do yeah. every year and this is the first year that they aren't together, I don't think, like, this is what people do. Like if you go on a trip, a couple's trip specifically, you bring the person you're dating. Like, was he supposed to show up there alone? Was he not supposed to come? You should have thought about that. Like, I don't think this is about you at all. No, I, I think if if this is, would have been a hard time, it's the first time that like Annie is like not going. I think if you didn't want to go because of that and like you wanted to be there for her and like it's a rough time for that, like. I think that should have been a choice, like independent of whatever he decides to do. But like everybody is the same agency there. Like you get to choose what you're going to do. And, you know, if it's a couple's trip, I and his only option is like you either bring a date or you're not going to come then like or you come and you're the one person without a date. Well, but then it's how is everyone then going to pay more money? Like how or is the, he would pay for both. That's what I mean. Like, is yeah. he going to pay more as everyone else? Like when was the trip booked? Like if they, or this is just something they do every year. No, I know. But if they broke up a few months ago, I guess how if it, much if is some, a few months too? Because a few is not an exact number. Like a few can be it's three, three or, or it could be like six. Like, I think that's a big difference too. Yeah, because I think if they broke up when the trip was already booked and then he needed to fill the spot so everybody else's cost didn't go up, then like, yeah, if it's a couple's trip, he's going to bring a girl. Like, they broke up and then you proceeded to book the trip. 
and maybe let's say that like it's a cabin that someone else owns or whatever. So it's not like having to book it. But on the chance that you did book it, then I think it's a logistics aspect, not an emotional aspect that like. But again, is he supposed to sit here and continue to grieve this relationship? Well, that's what I mean, that it's like if he if you had all booked it and he was a part of it and then she, they broke up and she was like, I'm going to dip out, then his options are I dip out and I eat the cost or I bring or or I go and I pay double or I ask people to pay more or I bring someone who like or, ha, and then I can have a fun time. Like it's, even if it's somebody's that they they own it and so nobody's paying anything, why should he have to miss out on the trip? You know, even if there's no money involved. Let's say y'all were all just going to a park down the street, but it was couples that are going to a park or it wasn't couples. Why should he miss out on bringing somebody that he's dating? Because of you. Yeah. I also think if you have an issue with him, because it's been weird, like, you know, they heartbroken best friend and all of that shit, you have an issue with him. If you just have an issue with him and it doesn't matter, like, then you wouldn't, you shouldn't have gone if he was going to be there regardless. If he brought a date that wouldn't be more or less in his favor. Mm -hmm. Like, I think the date is a morally neutral, is morally neutral thing. Like, if you have an issue with him, you should have taking yourself out of the situation even before he said that he had a date because that puts someone who imagine if being he didn't that, even have a date that's what i mean i'm like if he didn't even have a date then like you wouldn't have that like he's the one who the, the was in the relationship yeah. with her and so like that's if you have any hard like harsh feelings or animosity like it's to him but it feels like you can kind of accept that but when he brings another girl in like that's too far that like the other she's she's morally neutral and the fact that like imagine of like being one out of five people you're new you're going with a guy that you don't really know that well like maybe you don't know the well and you're it's a date everyone else is in an established relationship like it's a really hard position like not anyone could just go for it and do that and i think that like based on your mindset right now like being annoyed like if you're annoyed with him it will feel like you're annoyed with her to her like mm -hmm. that's how and it will feel and i would just not go if you can't trust yourself to be happy for him, even if you're not happy for him, because that would make her experience a lot better. And I hope, because you've already at this point, because it was oh, New happened. Year's, you've already, it's already happened. And I hope that you were nice to her. Yeah. I'm not saying that you wouldn't be, but because you're mad that she's there, I just hope that you were nice to her. Because even if you're mad that he brought her... It has nothing to do with her. It, unless that's, he, But that's... The, he brought her and for her it's oh he brought you out of all that like that's you can't untie that like unless she had something to do with them breaking up yeah that's like the only like unless she played a part in any of this and also again she didn't know her you can be a fucking cunt and mm -hmm. bitch and like but still does not owe the relationship but you're allowed to dislike that but you in this instance like you can't even separate them like you have to I hope you were also kind to him if you decided to go. And if you can't be kind to him, then I hope you didn't go because that's not fair to the new girl. Yeah. And this is your boyfriend's best friend. So. Yeah. He's not going anywhere unless they have a big friend break, uh, friendship breakup. Yeah. And like. This shit is hard. And so it happens when. You also don't take sides. In this. You, you, and I, I, I low key kind of a hot take. I do think you have to take sides in a breakup. Mm -hmm. 
even if it's not morally, it's just about like, I can't, I don't have the bandwidth to like orchestrate hanging out with these people separately and all of that. And like, I might think that you were in the right and I understand why you broke up with my friend and whatever it is, but like, I'm going to be there for who needs me through the breakup. That's who I'm going to be there for. And then I'll reevaluate the friendship and like, where do I want to place that effort into it? But you can't really remain neutral without pissing off both people. Mm -hmm. Let us know what you did. Okay. I, a 23 female, she, her, am an elementary school music teacher. This is my second year as a teacher, and I'm at a school that is majority veteran teachers, 25 plus years in the district. Today, I got an all-school email promoting a biggest loser contest. I hate this already. I just want you to know that, like, my mind doesn't even go to the weight loss show, biggest loser. I'm just like, that <laughs> you're voting on yeah like who's the biggest who's the loser, loser at the fucking school? school there are certain weigh-in dates while tracking calories exercise etc the other music teacher 48 female she her at the school is one of the people organizing the contest and she came into my classroom to talk to me about it i kindly told her i would not be participating and that it was strange to me that this was an all-school promoted event instead of just with close friends she responded saying that it was tradition at the beginning of every new year that they've been doing it for years. As someone who's recovered from an eating disorder, I'm extremely uncomfortable with something like this being promoted school-wide, especially when we are teaching students that are five to eight years old. If it is talked about in the hallways and students overheard us, it could influence their views on weight as they grow up. These teachers are also very judgmental. Will they make someone feel bad for not participating? If losing weight is a goal you have for yourself and you and a few teacher friends have the same goal, I see no issue in finding encouragement through friends. I find issue with when it's a school-wide sponsored event. There's also a $25 buy-in, but nowhere in the email did it say what the buy-in was for. Am I wrong for finding this unprofessional and saying something about it? I love the podcast and have been listening for years. Thank you. And no, you're so not wrong. This feels like it should be illegal or at least really against like a code of conduct. I don't think it is, but I think it should be. I was floored the first time I ever even like heard about these things that like work, like places and shit. I was like, mm, this is a bad place. Like this can't be real. Like that this is like a legitimate I'm not doubting you. I'm saying the first time I ever heard that this was a thing, like I genuinely couldn't believe it because objectively it is archaic and this is giving me lean cuisine in the 80s, absolutely horrifically toxic and teachers don't get paid enough. A large majority of teachers are are women. And so what are we going to do with a lot of women who aren't paid enough. Let's. What else can we implement in here? Mm, toxic diet culture. Like, huh? But a lot of places that, or people, or organizations as a whole, do not have the same thought process when it comes to diet culture. No, not like, at all. We're in the minority. I don't think. I yeah. I think the mass majority think that dieting. Or losing weight. It, they they feel like this is something that should be praised. And, you know, if somebody makes the choice where it's not, you know, not being, they're not coming from a place of being fat phobic or they're not coming from a place of it being a competition mm -hmm. or not coming from a place of just like outside forces making them think that they should look a certain way 
if they genuinely, you know, want to do that, do with your body what you want to do. What you do on your time is your business. Do not bring that to the workforce. Do not make this a competition. And tradition or not, please, please tell me, first of all, it's not fair because there's no way to equalize this for everyone to be no matter. You can take five people and everybody eats the same exact thing. Everybody works out the same amount and they will lose or gain. They could gain weight at different rates. So it's never going to be fair. One, two, I guarantee if this is something that they've done every year, I guarantee that this has not been something that anybody has maintained. So it's the same people competing every year and they have this toxic competition that they participate in for a month or a couple months or whatever. Yes. And then everybody goes back to what they were doing before, which that's what they should be doing anyway. And I'm sure they're starting this at the beginning of the year because people like to say new year, new me. Uh, I just I over the holidays, I ate so much. I need a reset and all of that toxic stuff that comes from diet culture and gym culture right after the new year. Again, this is not something that you need to bring to the workplace. I mean, I and I've spoken about this before. I worked at when I was in my early 20s, worked at a weight loss place. And there are so many competitions like this that took place over the course of the year with different clients that were there. And people would get so frustrated when they would see how much so-and-so was losing or whatever. And again, like everybody has different life circumstances and it's not a player playing field and it should not be a game that should be in session at all. And you also can't monitor that this isn't like I will I will say that this whole thing is unhealthy, like regardless, but you can't monitor if your coworkers are developing eating disorders. Mm Like, you can't monitor that. You can't be sure. And so then suddenly, like, oh, you developed an eating disorder. You won. Congratulations. Like, what the fuck? Like, I completely, like, you saying that, like, we teach these young kids, like, come on, psychology. Like, get that, get that child's, like, early development psych classes. Like, let's remember this shit. Like, when you praise people for something that you don't know what went into it, like, that's not, like, my whole thing, like, I'm never going to compliment someone or comment on someone's weight loss or weight gain. If someone then asks me, I lost weight. Like, do you notice? What do you think? And I'm like, oh my gosh, you look so happy. Like you're glow. I'm, if you ask me to comment on your weight, I'm going to finagle and find a way to compliment how you, how happy you seem about where you're Mm -hmm. at. I'm not going to comment on whether you weigh more or less even when prompted. Right. It's however you feel ab- about you. I'm happy if you're happy. That's what that is. But like, this is like so beyond reckless and also just like dated in the sense like, mm, has nobody seen any of the articles that came out about the biggest loser and how detrimental this was to people's mental and physical health in mm-hmm. the long term? And so how long has that show been off? Like, why is been, this even a relevant I mean. conversation? And I, you know, it's because 
you know, 25 plus years in this district. Maybe they're on solely on Facebook and they're missing this shit. But I heard this quote on TikTok, but it really fucking stuck with me. And it's your dream body should not be a nightmare to maintain. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, wow. And I've definitely had thought process when I'm like working out that I used to have to be like, okay, Megan, you're working out. Like, what are you doing this for? Like, I don't need to be in the best shape of my life for, for what? Like, you actually can't sustain that. So what are you doing this for? I'm working towards a, a goalpost that doesn't exist that keeps on moving. And I'm just setting new expectations and standards for myself. For what? For what yep. reason? Like, those are not the goal-oriented things. So like, I would bring up, and I think it would be much more like well-received. And honestly, I would bring it up not with your teacher, the your co-teacher who is organizing this. I would bring up, you know what I thought would be like really cool and a fun way to do a challenge that I think would be more inclusive and positive for everybody would be doing something like, what if we do, and I don't know how long it is, but it's let's do, and I've said this term like three times off mic today talking about this. Let's do a recession core challenge of save budgeting and saving money on like recipes and food stuff. And like, let's see like how much money we can save and factor it in based on how many people you're serving. If you have like, you know, food allergies or aversions or stuff, whatever it is, like calculating these things and being like, who can make the cheapest dinner? Who can make the cheapest breakfast? Who can, who can do all of that stuff? And then at the end of every week, let's like share the recipes with each yeah. other. And then maybe, you know, I'm strongly against potlucks. But if you are with people that, uh, you know, I take a potluck over a biggest loser. Competition. I would take it. I, yeah, because actually I wouldn't participate in either. I mean, I'd bring food and then only eat the food that I ate. I mean, that I cooked, um, but have a potluck and then people bring in the food and then you vote on who's the tastiest. And then every week you do a vote. And then at the end of the week, you know, I you mean, at the end of the coming, on, like taste versus cost and yeah. like who won with cheapest and who won with yeah. this. Like also, I promise more you creative. I just think that's so much better. And again, especially on like the brink, the midst, whatever, you, whatever, <laughs> whatever financial forecasting you look at, like a recession is either currently happening or about to happen. That is something that benefits everybody and losing weight an arbitrary number and a competition with it literally based on an incredibly toxic television show that caused people irreversible psychological damage that just feels like we're flexing that we're maybe not really equipped to be molding the minds of the youth oh. All right, time for another break. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game, and it's good for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And we're back. Hi. And it's time for But Are They Wrong? And this is where we pick somebody from the news, from politics, anybody in the zeitgeist, who is just terrible and they're the wrong of the week, aka Rachel of the week, aka Woad of the week, and we present our case. And mine this week is a doozy. Okay. You, ready? you know, I, I think some words that would be nice names for children. Doozy? Mm-hmm. So my nomination for this week is the Laverne Police Department in Tennessee. And I bet you'll not guess in a million years, if you haven't already heard the story, why it is this police department. Okay, so on December 12th, 2022, the director of HR, Andrew Patton, received a phone call from the mayor, Jason Cole. The report says they learned that Officer Megan Hall Fucking hell. Was having intimate relations with other members of the Laverne Police Department. The accusations. She's HR? No, she's an officer. Oh. So this is a problem because if you have sexual relations with someone at the police department, you have to let HR know. Yeah. At most at jobs, most they jobs you yes, to. of course. And this is in the, the um handbook. And the report also said that. Her and Officer Patrick Magaluco were having a three-way with his wife. And then the mayor mentioned that there was a Girls Gone Wild hot tub party at Sergeant Eric Statt's house. And then later it turns out the party was on a houseboat. 
And at the houseboat party, uh, Megan was accused of pulling Patrick into a restroom where she asked him if he wanted to fuck. And then later she gave him oral sex in front of everyone. The mayor has to say this at a press conference. (laughs) And then it was recommended after there was more research that Megan, as well as Sergeant Ty McGowan, Sergeant Lewis Powell, Detective Seneca Shills, Officer Juan Lugo be terminated for sexual activity while on duty, sexual harassment, conduct unbecoming of an officer and lying during the investigation. And so they also suspended Officer Patrick Maglioco, Larry Holiday and Gavin Schlarberl. These names, I'm sure I'm saying them wrong. In this report, there was also, um, like I said, sex while they were on duty also the sexual harassment because she was just sending nudes out to everybody at work and also there was workplace violence because people were getting a little jealous and you needed to rip this for yourself and then she was also sending videos to multiple co-workers imagine just whipping a titty out of your like police uniform it's a lot of work like also like i don't know why no i know i do know why but like i'm also like picturing her sending news where she's like taking her gun out and like sticking it between her tits like um sergeant ty mcgallon was accused of coming to hr and because he was mad that this investigation was happening he put his neck around one of the staffers his neck like his a, his hands around oh. the neck of one of the staffers. Oh, sorry. I was like, that seems intimate. Because he found out about other people that were hooking up with her. Mm, left um, out. Also, Hall was going around telling everybody that, I'll, I'll paraphrase, but essentially he had a big black dick and also gave him Wait, oral that's sex. paraphrasing it? Yes. Oh, God. Also gave him oral sex while on duty. And then the relationship with Holiday. Since it wasn't on duty, then he's just recommended for suspension. His encounters happened off shift at his house and hotels. At first, Megan denied having these, but then came out that she was having threesomes with him. She confirmed that she performed oral sex on Powell while on duty at the police station, had sex with Lugo in a hotel, confirmed that she had sex with McGowan twice, adding that he told her to use me if she ever wanted to have sex and they would send nudes back and forth. Lugo said that he had obtained permission from his wife to attend a gathering, which this just seems weird. Attend a gathering with the female present with drinking involved and that he had not received nudes. But then when they looked into it, several Snapchats of both of them and Snapchats aren't nudes. They're Snapchats. Officer Shill said that he never had sex with her, but then later confirmed that she gave him head at the police gym. And they also exchanged Ew. nudes. At uh, the gym? Yeah. Not even in the steam room? Do you think a police department has No, a that's steam what I'm room? saying. I'm just picturing like a smelly weight room from like my public high school. Maglioco admitted that he and his wife decided on having an open marriage. And Hall had asked him about doing things with him and his wife. At a party, at a party, Hall, uh, that's Megan, and Maglioco's wife started kissing. And then Megan's husband came in the room and was upset about it. She also lied about being in an open relationship, which they weren't in an open relationship. She asked Maglioco to borrow $50 to get a hotel room. 
but then I want her husband to know. And then this guy became concerned with her mental health because she took out her gun and unloaded it and then fired it at her head so she could hear what it sounded like in that he had she he thought that she had harmful thoughts say that seems yeah like a fair assessment uh-huh and then many text messages were found where she was asking for booty calls they got no work done this is this is a full-time this feels like claire danes and homeland with like all of the faces ta- taped up with all the little pins mm-hmm. and then the string so then daily mail the journals that they are sarcasm tracked her down i don't know why a British publication cares as much, okay. but are you, are you I know kidding? it's Daily Mail. It's messy. That's why they, they went to Tennessee. <laughs> They're like, if it's messy, we'll take it. They went and she said that Megan was, she just said she wanted to move on with her life with her husband. So she's been fired. Her, along with four other officers, were fired and then three were suspended. And here's my thing if you want to have consensual sex with anyone, great. But you don't do this while you're at work. Like, don't hook up with your coworkers, one. And don't do it if you're an official, like, that our tax money is paying for your job. I know I don't live in Tennessee, but Tennessee's tax money is paying for you to be fucking your coworkers. So all of you. Like, I think you have a future in reality TV. Like, yeah. make this public. Like, don't. Don't do this on the taxpayer's dime. Do this on Bravo's dime. Exactly. Someone get up a fucking handy cam, even post it on YouTube. Only fans. <laughs> uh, come on. Like this could They were doing too much of that. Monetize your side <laughs> hustle and take it off. Take it off the clock of your main hustle. Yeah. I'm sorry. I would kill to be a member of this town at this moment. Yeah. If anybody listening is, please let us know what's going on. Because they've been sporadically posting things on the Facebook account. And they're like, is this blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, the officers literally, because they're posting their official photos. And I was like, their name is literally on their shirt. People aren't. But go on. This is wild. I just think that they should know how up in arms we all were on the Utah Swinger Mom Talk saga. That could be them. Yeah. I'm not here to shame anyone, and I don't want this to come across as classist. Why are you having sex in a $50 hotel if you're already having sex at work? Well, that guy was smarter, though, because... But she asked him for money. She did ask, because I think that he was like, no. Because he it did oh, say okay. earlier that he was he first said no to her, and that he's getting suspended while everybody else is getting... Because oh. I'm like, that's not a very fired. nice hotel and you're you've got a place to have sex at work but i guess if he's not then but you have so many people at work you could have sex with Uh but you need to have sex with him at a i'm already kind of sicked out about even like night like nice hotels cheap hotels i'm sicked out about all disgusting hotel beds they're all disgusting there's no you couldn't pay me to bring a black light in there like i need to remain blissfully i saw at some place they were like when you stay at a place that they have like a cloth headboard to bring some alcohol and spray on it because then beg books will come yeah. out of it. No. Well, I can't say I'm surprised. So 
my wrong of the week, again, like I said, it's fitting perfectly in with my hot take. My wrong of the week, I would like to nominate Ozempic. A medication? Am I saying that right? It's a medication, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just had been pronouncing it wrong for months because I'd only read it. And then I heard someone say it out loud and I need to make sure I've gotten back on that. So, you know, technically it's not not mad at the uh, medication itself, but in the conversation about weight loss drugs and everything, we'll get into the nitty gritty, but Ozempic is, that's usually what everybody is referring to. Like that's what everyone's talking. That's the terminology they use. So Ozempic was a medicine developed for, for people with type two diabetes. Also, just as a tiny side note, it is the number of users who use it for PCOS is microscopic, but I don't see that written up as much, but it is still can be used for that. So just two medical conditions, but primarily type two diabetes. A lot of times people with PCOS couldn't even get approved to get it. So you might have seen this (laughs) advertised everywhere, like on TikToks on Reddit little ads or even sporting events where the signage is sponsored by Ozempic. It's not Ozempic, Ozempic. Mm -hmm. So the FDA approved the use of Ozempic or semaglutide. I want everyone to just caveat, I might pronounce these things wrong, but we all know what I'm talking about, so it's okay. For people with type 2 diabetes in 2017, the manufacturer is a Danish pharmaceutical company So then they developed a weight loss product that contains a higher dose of semaglutide, but it was marketed under the name Wagovi. So there's a massive demand now for Wagovi, and that has surged. And now doctors have started prescribing Ozempic, quote unquote, off-label for weight loss, which if you have paid attention, there's a massive shortage in Ozempic for diabetic patients. And not only is there a shortage in Ozempic, it causes a ripple effect that makes there be shortages in other diabetic medications because they basically are having to change doses based on what's available that week. So it's like, oh, okay, you're actually prescribed and supposed to be on a stronger dose than this. So we're going to take the only thing available is this lesser dose. You're going to do that that this week and maybe you'll do it twice and we'll change this. And then next week, we'll try and do all of this. So it's a headache and a half. And as someone who has ADHD and has had to deal with the Adderall shortage, I understand the frustration of this of patients are the ones who have to spend the time tracking it down, calling every different fucking pharmacy, getting the information, taking time out of their workday because most pharmacies are working the same working hours that people are to try and find all of this and then work with their prescriber or the pharmacist to do these fucking calculations of a drug you need to see how much you need to take of what they have available or how far you have to drive to get what you need. So semaglutide delays gastric emptying, meaning they say that it slows down digestion so people feel fuller longer. But in diabetics, it helps the pancreas make insulin in glucose-dependent manner. So basically only when you need it is when it's going to make it. But we'll get into the uh, the real reality of what it does for people who are just using this to mm-hmm. lose weight. Oh, yeah. I've heard about the parties. Uh-huh. So you might be thinking, oh, well, you're going through a doctor. You're getting this. First of all, doctors are incredibly fat phobic and have 
push that has been a huge cause of that for a very long time. But you can get this at med spas. You can spend $1,000 for a syringe. It's an, an injectable for one week. You can six weeks, eight weeks, try all of this that they'll advertise. You get a deal for this many, but you can go to a med spa where I will say over and over again, you shouldn't even be getting Botox at a med spa. You shouldn't even be getting filler at a med spa. People are injecting things really fucking close to things that can cause serious side effects or death. And I know somebody, I have a friend of a friend, got a Botox injection under their arm for sweating and died at a med spa because they did not know what was happening when they started having an adverse reaction. Could have been reversed, could have been saved. So there is a TikTok influencer who we mentioned on this podcast before when we I nominated. She went to the, the owner's son of the ranch, went on a fat phobic rant about how her, she wasn't allowed to ride a horse even though there was no weight limits and all of this shit. It was awful. So her name's Jeremy Bader and she has recently gone and did an interview. I think it was on a podcast talking about how she was on it in early 2020. Her doctor prescribed it to her. I'm not sure what, for, what specifically for, but it wasn't, for, oh, it was for binge eating disorder. So had been prescribed that and talked about like the horrific side effects, but then was miserable, went off it, gained all the weight back and more afterwards and has been pretty vocal about like, I was on this before this was a trend. Like it's miserable and it's not a long-term solution or anything. And like, if it works for you, cool, but like at what cost? And specifically at what cost? Uh, It causes thyroid cancer. It literally says it on the box. There's all of these things that you need to pay attention to the side effects. And when you are taking something long-term to manage something lifelong like diabetes, the pros outweigh the cons. So the risk that you assume from a long-term effect of potentially causing thyroid cancer, unmedicated and untreated diabetes is deadly. So because it is safer for someone to take it than to not take it does not mean it is safe for everybody who does not have those medical conditions. There's absolutely no long-term studies for weight loss. And really how you lose weight on it is it makes you incredibly nauseous and you shit your brains out. So yes, it's an appetite suppressant, but because you feel like absolute garbage. So the Ozempic website also clearly states that while it might might help you lose some weight, it is not for weight loss. And it contains the statement, Ozempic is not a weight loss drug. And it is only approved right now for people who are overweight in the BMI category and have one weight-related ailment like high blood pressure and then people who are in the obese BMI category, <laughs> which BMI is such an antiquated and incorrect way of equating of like what someone's health level is. And having, quote unquote, some weight-related health issue, you go into a doctor because you've sprained your ankle and they're like, oh, have you thought about losing weight? Like doctors will do anything for this. And again, when you have some of the biggest perpetrators of fat phobia, having an injection that they can give patients and then be like, look at me, white coat syndrome. Like I'm so great and amazing. Like I'm I'm helping fat people like lose all of this weight. You want to talk about pharmaceuticals pushing things? Hmm. Hmm. Also noted in an April 2020, 2022 study state showed that after stopping Ozempic, most people regained two thirds of the weight they had initially lost and blood pressure, cholesterol levels and other measures of health also returned to what they were prior to starting the drug. 
The study suggests that in order to see the health benefits of this drug long-term, you need to stay on it indefinitely. And as the drug was only approved by the FDA in 2017, there are literally no long-term research studies done. There's no knowing if extended use of this is safe. So the serious side effects, like I said, thyroid cancer, also thyroid tumors, pancreatitis, vision changes, low blood sugar, kidney failure, and gallbladder problems. And then the common ones um, are nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, diarrhea, stomach pain, and constipation. So the rumored people who've been on it, uh, Kardashians, and another one that's been talked about heavily is Mindy Kaling. Again, speculated, but a confirmed... Everybody's favorite. I think I already know who you're going to say. Elon Musk. Yay, yay, yay. He said that it contributed to his fit body or something like that. He tweeted about it. Yep. So I will acknowledge that this is depressing. This is depressing. It's depressing. We've gotten to this level of diet culture that this is a thing. But this isn't new. Like weight loss pills have been around forever the 80s, 90s, if you listen to like one of my favorite podcasts, Maintenance Phase, like they talk about this shit. But right now, because we have social media, we're able as viewers of pop culture and media, able to talk about it with other people and notice. It's not just, oh, someone has lost a ton of weight and they're on the cover of a magazine and whatever this is. Like this shit has been around and I'm getting 90%, 99% of those weight loss drugs that were popular in the 80s and 90s are illegal now. Or what would happen was that they would come off the shelf because they're illegal and then they'd reformulate it so that one thing was different and then it would be released again. And it happened all the time. And lots of people will go to other countries to buy them that mm-hmm. have been like outlawed here. And this, the whole thing for me boils down to to be such a the extreme result and byproduct of and being a victim of diet culture that leads you to spend thousands of dollars injecting yourself with this medication to make you shit your brains out and be so fucking nauseous to drop weight so quickly, which again, just because it's a medication, like it's still dangerous to lose that much weight at that rate. That's not what it's designed to no, do. No, it, it's, it's, it just so happens to be something that happened. Like if you have been so conditioned by diet culture that this is a choice you're making. Like, I feel really bad for you. I'm really, really sorry. But you have to take a little bit of fucking responsibility in you don't have to play the game. You don't have to participate. Like the patriarchy, diet culture, body image, all of that shit, like it exists. We exist within it. It's something that we need to dismantle and unpack from the fucking ground floor of it. And they know this. And like, if you did not feel any sort of shame, embarrassment, or if you thought what you were doing was ethically, morally right and something that you would want your children to do, your friends, kids to do, young people who look up you to do, you wouldn't be hiding it. You would. And I think it's far less damaging to tell people like, yeah, I'm on a weight loss. Like if you're unabashedly see absolutely no problem with it, then cool. Go like, that's your prerogative. I think that you're wrong, but you're instead... Kim Kardashian, instead, you're going to get on here and you're going to tell people that you you'd rather tell people that you starved yourself to fit into your Met dress than tell them you took an injection which caused you to starve yourself to fit into that dress. Like 
there's a hierarchy of destroying our bodies, which it's true. Like there is a hierarchy of that and it's royally fucked up. (laughs) It just shows so little growth in like a person. And I've, I'm someone who's, I got my nose done and there was no shot in hell I would ever lie about that. But you, you have to understand that if you're not going to admit you're taking a weight loss drug that is unattainable for many fucking people, what is attainable is starving yourself. So when that's what you say that you're doing, or that's the only other way that you could be achieving this weight loss, this weight loss that you're celebrating, it's not a byproduct of you're sick or anything like that, a weight loss that you're celebrating and you want to be celebrated you are endorsing that to young to young people. Yeah. And it's just it's fucked. And like Chloe Kardashian responding was like, I've been in I'm in the gym this many days a week. Like, can't believe you would like discredit my hard work and anybody that's losing weight knows not to credit the gym for that. Like that is part of it. But it's the food. Like you talk about what you're eating. But also no one is looking at these people going like, oh, my gosh, like, wow, you're looking really strong. Yeah. No, you're right. looking really thin. You know who, like, was the first person in the Hollywood circle that started talking about this? Chelsea Handler, right? Andy Cohen, of all people. That actually makes sense to me. Yeah. Did, was he taking it or did people no. just tell him? Because, like, people, he was I can... like, people started showing. He literally said people start showing up being 25 pounds lighter than what you saw a few weeks ago. And then he asked, like, what the hell is everybody doing? And that's what he said. And he said people are literally throwing parties, like getting a bunch of it, inviting people over, and then everybody injects each other with it. I think a lot of people think that, like, yes, I'm sure there's some hereditary, there might be, like, a gene mutation that you're more susceptible to have an eating disorder, but, like, anyone can. Mm -hmm. And... When we live in a society that praises and values thinness so much and shames fatness, you losing a mass amount of weight really fucking quickly, if you didn't have an eating disorder before, it will. Like, psychologically, like, there are so many factors that go into that. Like, control, yes. But a lifelong of having a poor body image and not being able to lose weight, wanting to be smaller, like striving to be thin, suddenly you become thin. It's never going to be thin enough. Mm-hmm. There's a shortage because people that actually need this can't get it. So why isn't Ozempic being responsible, which we know why it's money, and saying this is not intended for this? Because what's going to happen is that people are going to keep taking this and eventually somebody's going to take too much. And then what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. That's fucked. All right. That's it. That's a lot. I think we might have set a record for the longest time we've ever recorded. Because what y'all don't know is that we started recording, went off on a tangent. What If you listened to See You Next Tuesday last week, then you heard what that tangent was. So in total, we've been recording for three hours. Yikeroonies. But I think this was an informative episode. It was. Fuck the police. Police stop fucking each other. (laughs) You said it before I did. Fuck all of this diet culture. Fuck people who park in your parking spot. Yeah. Those are our platforms. Anyways, we hope you enjoyed. Make sure to write in for upcoming episodes if you would like us to help you on your um, life journey to becoming right. As people who've done it professionally for... Enrightened, if you will. It's good. Thanks. That's nice. Anyways, 
You can also leave a review on the podcast app. We absolutely love that. We would appreciate that so much. And like I said, we are on Patreon as well if you'd like to support the show. And then stay tuned tomorrow. Oh, the votes. The voting will be up. These episodes go up on Thursday. The voting will be up before Monday. But hey, we're getting closer and closer and closer. So head on over to our Instagram. If you are not seeing all of the ones that we talked about here, make sure you click the highlight that is the latest one and tap through with the instructions. Vote. And then we will read the results on Friday. And we also always ask if you are the writer or you have some thoughts, you're voting with the unpopular opinion or the popular opinion, and you just have something you want to say. We love sharing that on the uh, Fisting Friday episode. So reply to those stories and send us a DM. Anything else? I believe that is it. But I lied. (laughs) That was really quick. Please make sure that you're writing in with questions. And we really appreciate everyone that writes in. Again, that's butamirongpod at gmail.com. But am I wrong pot at gmail.com. But am I wrong pot at gmail.com. Thank you. Thanks for listening to NPR. <laughs> Goodbye. Hi, I'm Terry Gross. Goodbye. Bye. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.